Hey friend, welcome back to the Street Cred Podcast, helping streetwear fashion brands sell more garments. I'm Elijah Delport, founder of Wink Films and your host. This episode features a conversation I had with Maddie Williams, founder of streetwear brand New Clothing. We speak about how she has created a culture with her brand and used a mission statement in order to create content. Creating content on a budget is a strong suit of Maddie's, so don't be surprised if you come away today with some practical and inexpensive content creation ideas. Enjoy the show. Maddie, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. Thanks for having me on. How are you going? I'm well, thank you. It's, it's, it is good to have you on the podcast today. And of course, we're going to be speaking a bit about um, your brand and some other things. But for those that don't know your brand, why don't you share a little story about who you are and what you do? Um, so I'm Mew, or my initials are Madison Eileen Williams. Um, so I have run Mew Clothing. So Mew Clothing is a streetwear brand that tries to focus on being sustainable as well. So um, I sell tracksuits and I make sleeping bags into jackets. So they're um, upcycled and I do the same with doing as well. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting, particularly about that sustain the, that sustainability bit. It's such a relevant topic today, to, to, to today. And it's um, really exciting to me to see some um, streetwear brands that are really uh, caring about that aspect and, and being good stewards of the, of the earth. So that's really good to hear. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the thing as well is I feel like they're like, it's really shocking how many brands are not sustainable and like how many companies mm. can, who can afford to do it, don't do it. But also particularly streetwear brands in Australia, I don't feel like there's much like sustainable options, like many sustainable streetwear brands. So um, it's just something I try to focus on and like provide as well. Cause I know there's a market for it. So, you know, people care. So yeah, yeah. that's, that's really interesting. I haven't ever really noticed that, but that's true. Now you mention it and, and in a way in sort of a, unfortunate way it is a good um point of difference for your brand i mean Mm -hmm. it shouldn't be a point of difference because i mean like you said every streetwear brand should be selling sustainably but um i suppose that has worked for you in some ways as well but uh, i mean at the end of the day it's it's a message for the earth so yeah (laughs) literally yeah yeah so why don't you go into a bit of the backstory behind Mew um and and maybe a, a bit about how um, how your your brand started up and and what it what your journeys look like up to this point briefly. Okay, so so um, Mew Clothing was really like a COVID project for me. Like before that, I think I'm someone who really struggled finding my purpose in life. Like um, I feel like I'm someone who always has different interests everywhere, and I tried to take like you know one of those interests and make it like my whole life. Like for example, I did a degree in um, journalism, I have a bachelor of journalism. Um, and then I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to be a writer full time. And then I did a Bachelor of Science. So then um, <clears throat> I, I thought I was going to be a geologist for like the rest of my life and, you know, work yeah. in the mines and stuff like that. And then I went traveling and then COVID forced me home. And that's where I had that moment. I was like, Fuck, I really just like don't like that's not my life path. I know it. And I really struggled like not knowing what my purpose is. So I just I used the time in lockdown to just really um just um, explore my creative outlets and make that my priority. And what I found is that like, um, you know, like how you meant to know what your purpose in life is if you don't really know who you are, you know, if you don't really meditate, if you don't really take the time to do those things. And so I started to value creativity as a way of uncovering and understanding who I was. And it all just kind of flowed from there. It was like one foot after the other. Um, 
and like I felt like all my creative outlets and like all my interests in life because you know science is a passion so it's like you know writing I feel like it's all kind of come together to form like new clothing so um yeah I started getting really into sewing I started getting really into sewing tracksuits so like that kind of became my thing and then um yeah I started yeah sewing um sleeping bags like the first time was kind of just like whatever and then like the response to that was like huge so I just like and then I got really obsessed with just being like like looking online all these different sleeping bags being like oh my god that looks so good as a jacket and then um yeah so I just like started a thing become like a sleeping bag girl and then just like yeah eventually started making them for sale and then I figured out um how to do the same thing with dunas so um yeah that's kind of like how I got here I suppose I just kept kind of yeah kept putting one foot after the other and I think that's an important thing with business is that especially for something that you're passionate about is that it's hard to see I feel like the more you have an idea of like where you want to go the more it fucks you up sorry am I allowed to swear yeah, you could swear. Because okay, <laughs> I don't stop. Um, I feel like the more that I have an idea of where I want to go and I'm just like chasing that idea, like the more detrimental that is because like I feel like on this path, especially through business, it's just like it'll take you over here and over there. And the more you can adapt um, and the more you can let go of your idea of where you should be going, like the more like able you are to progress. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how me started up and that's how I am where I am now. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what you said about being able to adapt and, and, uh, uh, yeah, I, I think that's, that's really interesting and, and allows for a lot of mobility and, and also acknowledgement that something can be better as well mm-hmm. and, and allows there for the, there to be change and improvement. And I mean, I've definitely, I, I think I've followed Mew like since probably early 2020 or mid 2020 now. That's, I think that would have so. been like just when we started. So like, you're yeah. a real one. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, but no, but my my point in saying that is is, I mean, just to say, like, absolutely, like, be a testimony to that. That yeah, I I see how you've definitely put that into um, action. How you've been um, fluid in motion, and how you're always um, tr- uh, uh, willing to adapt and change and and make something better and grow and um yeah I like that word fluid it's like because Charles Darwin right he said that the number one um thing that makes a species survive is adaptation and it's kind of sink or swim sometimes where I feel like yeah if you you can't adapt and like I think that comes back to it's, it's really hard to let go of like your idea of what it should be your idea of your future that's what you really have to let go of and be like no life's taking me this way I've got to go that way you know what I mean and I think that's something yeah. that I found with business is just taking me like this and instead of like that. Yeah, that's probably yeah, that's the real so true. learning curve. Never yeah. linear. Nothing ever is. <laughs> yeah, success is never <laughs> linear. It's so true, yeah. Yeah. So you, you studied journalism and um, you studied it in the sciences as well, but mm-hmm. have you always been a creative person? Um, it's funny because like I never would have identified as a creative person. Like in high school, mm. um, I only ever did like maths and science French um it just wasn't an option to me like and I just thought like art was a waste of time um I didn't value it at all but the thing is is like looking back in ways I have always been creative um but it's only within the last two years that I've really embraced that and been like yeah I identify as a creative person and now I feel like I'm so much more that than I am like a logical person and um yeah it's funny how my sense of self has kind of changed the more I've gone down this path but now I see like my logical self like supports my creative side you know what I mean instead of it being the other way around so yeah so they sort of uh work in in unison with each other instead of in conflict 
That's so true. Yeah, definitely. Like, for example, like my logical side is really important for like bookkeeping or like running my website. Like, um, yeah, mm. things like that. And I, I enjoy it because I, I guess I, yeah, do like that side of me as well. So, yeah. That's the interesting thing for me about a lot of these, I mean, creative jobs that are around is that usually they incorporate both creative and logical aspects of anyone's personality and thinking. It's that, you know, a creative person who loves photography or fashion and designing can come into a, 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 you know, a job like this where they can do that and explore their passions, but then they have to apply that logical aspect because heck now we're in business and now yeah, you gotta, good. now you gotta, you know, support customers and you gotta work out how to use social media <laughs> as a business and, and, and all these crazy things. So absolutely they work in unison. Sure. It's so true. I think it's about balance and like I have a saying, it's like yeah. follow your heart, trust your head. Um, but I think <laughs> the balance for me comes in like, cause I used to be so mind driven, um, which wasn't, wasn't very good for me. I think learning to follow my heart. Um, it, it, yeah, it's really about that shift of knowing that like, okay, my mind and my logical side works for my creative side now, you know what I mean? My heart leads mm. and my mind follows instead of it being the other way around. So that was the big learning curve for me. Yeah. Yeah. There's a concept that um, I enjoy exploring within the uh, idea of social media in particular and content creation um, for streetwear brands. And it's, and it's kind of sort of deviating away from uh, just the standard campaign material and the promotional aspects. And, and, and it's actually adding more and giving back to an audience. So how have you uh, sort of been able to explore that? You mentioned uh, uh, before about how you're, you're upcycling and that sustainable message that you're putting out to the world. Maybe we can start there. Is there something um, on that we can we can go into? Yeah, I think that's, yeah, definitely. Because if you look at my Instagram from the start, which is probably when you were like um, on it, was is if you look at my content, it was very wishy-washy. It was, all, it was half my blog. It was half my personal life and it was half new clothing. And it was more just about like the color schemes is what like I would choose my photos based on. And then I hired mm. a business mentor and she's like, you know, basically every single thing that you post has to have some kind of purpose. It kind of has to fit into a category and has to have a call to action. And so that made me realize that like, okay, like when people go to my page, it should be obvious that like, this is a clothing brand. You know what I mean? And then yes. like, you know, I can fill in the gaps with things like my blog and like shit like that. But like, first and foremost, it should be like, this is my business and I'm trying to sell something. So I think like having that balance, like we kind of spoke about between like promotional content and non-promotional um, has been like, definitely been yeah another learning curve for me and something I had to figure out. But um, mm. yeah. Yeah. It, the thing is though, I suppose, yeah, everything out that you put out there, it needs to reflect you are a business. This is a, a, a clothing brand. But I think many, uh, many streetwear labels fall into the trap of them thinking, well, because everything I post, because I am a business and everything I post has to reflect the fact that I am a streetwear label, therefore mm -hmm. it needs to be just selling my clothes all the time and just drilling mm -hmm. that message. But the thing I find with that is that often – uh, these social media pages end up just looking like a big a billboard sign. Like, you know, for those Australians, if you've ever walked past a uh, an EB game store, you know, in a shopping center, you'll realize they always have like sale, you know, or, or clearance sale. It just looks ugly. And I just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's just, oh, it's just unattractive and things. So 
how how have you um, been able to find that balance between promotional and non-promotional? And and I mean, have there been times when you've sort of found yourself in in, in that trap of, of of just going a bit overboard on the on the salesy side of yeah. things? Yeah, <clears throat> honestly, it's kind of been the opposite where I feel like I've had to push myself to be more on the sales side, and I think that comes yeah. back to a feeling of almost of like a lack of self-worth in a way because it's like, oh, I don't want to like, I don't want people to unfollow me or if I push too much stuff then people are going to get annoyed. I, I had to overcome that and be like, you know, they're following my brand. This is my brand, you know? Yeah. Uh, but in terms of like finding a balance be- between promotional and non-promotional, I think like every single thing that you post should have a purpose and be promotional in some way. But I try to make really good content that people want to see, or I try to disguise it in a way that people don't realize that it's so like in your face, like try and buy this. Mm. Like, for example, like, um, I post like um, outfits of the days and stuff like that. And that kind of, that can seem like, you know, um, not really important, but what I'm trying to do by that is like build a legitimacy behind my personal style. So people trust the product that I'm selling, or like I might just post videos of me and my best friend, like Raquel, like fucking around. But what I'm doing with that is like, I'm building a culture um, that people want to be a part with. And, and even things like, you know, I do a lot of videos of just like upcycling and it's random shit that I upcycle. And the purpose between behind that is like, even though I'm not selling anything with that, it's that um, I'm appealing to a lot of my followers who uh, follow me because I do the upcycling component and I'm also trying to appeal to new followers who might be into the same thing. So everything kind of has a purpose and a place. But, um, yeah, I think I think, it's, I think the other thing as well is that it's hard because I think you have to put your personality behind it if you want to build a culture. And I think a lot of people are scared to do that because it is hard to put yourself out there and be open to like hate and rejection. And especially if you're failing publicly, which let's be honest, like all small businesses are to some degree. Um, I think that's, that's the thing that's really kind of hard. And I'm lucky that I'm someone who's always, even on my personal page when I had no followers, just was always like just posting shit all the time. Like, cause I just liked it. Like I feel like Instagram's a creative outlet for me. So um, yeah. <laughs> Can you maybe share some advice on, your journey and, and what you've learned from sharing your personality in the world and and maybe even uh into some of the specifics about what the culture you have set in the lifestyle you have set for for Mew and uh and and how you've developed that cool um I think in terms of my personality just like when you first start you know it's hard talking to a camera knowing it's going to go to lots of people and it's kind it is kind of hard to be yourself sometimes but just kind of keep practicing and I pretend sometimes when I'm like filming a video for my story or something that I'm literally talking to my best friend um that's actually helped me quite a lot because you know it's hard not to be self-conscious and it's hard not to kind of change your personality a bit but I think I think be reveal as much as yourself as you're comfortable revealing as well you don't have to reveal everything um that's probably been a learning curve for me. I feel like I've probably been someone who's revealed too much, probably pushed myself more than I was really comfortable and being like, you know, it's, a, I'm, it's okay for me to keep things to myself. Um, but yeah, um, I'd, I'd say as well, what is, I'd say think to yourself, brainstorm, get clear. What is your mission? Like what is like, you know, if you could change the world, how would you do it? And what is your point of view? And how can, don't be ashamed of that and don't be scared of that. And don't think that that's something that I will do once I've made it. And then I'll, then I'll release my point of view. I think that's something that from the start, you know, try to incorporate with your brand because, you know, that's important and that's what people really want. And it's the feeling that people want to buy as well. And they want to be a part of. 
So for me, I'd say that like my culture is really about like, you know, we're the street kids who run around the streets taking photos, but like um, as well as like my kind of slogan is like set yourself free, which to me has been like, you know, I went from that life of being like, I'm going to be a scientist to like, fuck this, I can't do it. I'm going to be like a, you know, um, an artist now, I suppose, like a small business owner selling my designs and my tracksuits and stuff. So, um, you know, set yourself free to me means like, you know, free yourself from your mind, free yourself from your fears, free yourself from that like fear of rejection that stops you from expressing yourself, um, you know, follow your heart because it's always fear that ne- like justifies the neglect of the heart. So to me, that's what my culture really is. And I think that's what a lot of my blogs represent as well. And I think our street culture as well is kind of just that, like, who cares? You know what I mean? Like that um, just be yourself kind of thing. Yeah. Wow. That was so much in there. My sorry. goodness. We, no, 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 no sorries. We like, we got to unpack all of that. We got to unpack all of that. No, okay. I think that is definitely, um, I mean, if you haven't identified as that before, as it, as that before but set yourself free i see that as your mission statement all over mm-hmm, and like cool. yeah because I, I mean i see it through all your content like uh you know for those who haven't looked at at um maddie's social page for mew you know there's, there's stuff there on on your uh on your design work and that's part of your creative journey and understanding your identity and and understanding who you are and there's stuff there of you with your your friends messing around and you're and like you said you're setting that culture you're appealing to the audience that you want to and like the only way you can do that is when you sort of tap into um who am i who is my brand what are we about Mm -hmm. and who are we making this for and and i think that that it all it is all so very linked together and i i think like i mean the the very out out exterior expression of those questions is the content like that at the end of the day you know that's that's what it is it's 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 social media because that's you know it's the place where the your customers are seeing your brand each and every day you know mm-hmm. i think most people it's safe to say that they use social media quite a lot many daily many for hours in a day i know i'm subject to that times i need to bring it back <laughs> but you know it's it's where the customers are seeing you daily that that culture is being solidified and that is you know set yourself free that is all throughout Mew. I'm glad yeah. that you see that because sometimes I worry like oh is my content steering away from that how can I bring it back but I think my advice to people starting a brand is just like let everything come from the heart because if it's you and it's your brand it'll you'll always it'll always come and it'll always be the same vibe which is you do you know what I mean I think trust mm. that source and you can't go wrong but part of me feels like worrying that is this deviating let me bring it back part, part of me feels like that's not a bad thing because if you're always bringing it back if you're always bringing it back it's just, it's like a, a consistent and very conscious thought process of of making content with purpose as you mentioned before yeah. so i mean obviously it's not something to to worry about as such but a very intentional thought process of like let's bring this back to the mission statement the why the greater purpose and, 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 and that's, I mean, that's at the end of the day, what people will, will uh, attach themselves to. That's where the, the loyal customers come from. It's from the greater purpose. Yeah. I think that's very smart. I think that's definitely the way that you should look at it and something that, um, yeah, I definitely is the right way to look at it. Absolutely. Yeah. You spoke about, um, your blog and, and kind of how you 
uh, represent that mission statement through the blog. So can you maybe break down for listeners a bit about what, just firstly, what the blog is and, and how you represent um, your message and culture out to mm-hmm. the world that way? Um, so my blog is um, more of like a spiritual component. So like I often say that I feel like my personal mission statement is like I feel like I'm like an investigative reporter of the soul of sorts like because I feel like I've been walking this journey of like finding who I am and personal growth and overcoming mental health challenges and stuff and so I just write openly about everything that like um like I've learned basically but I try to keep it short and sweet um so there's kind of that spirituality side to it which um Mm. It's 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 been a bit hard to balance it to be perfectly honest because like you know I've thought about having two Instagrams one that focuses just on that and one that just focuses on like Mew but then it's like it doesn't feel right to do that so I try to put it in but not like overtake like the Mew clothing thing with that but I think it's an important part of that set yourself free um, message as well um, but yeah in terms of like trying to spread the message you know I think it's more just like every now and then I'll put a quote out um, or and yeah. like when I every I try to do um, newsletters like my newsletters that are more that are based on that like this is where I'm at my journey right now and this is what I've just learned and I I like to tie in like sources like you know you know I heard this from this podcast and this from this book because I'm really interested in it and so you know I'll post them on my page when I um, post a new blog post but um yeah that's that's sweet like what you're doing you know like sort of like instead of being like look at me look at me you're being like a lighthouse like look at this look at this and that's Right. That's, I think that's really interesting to me because that's, again, that's another layer of, you know, providing value. It's like, look at this podcast, look at this book. And it's, mm-hmm. I mean, you're just sharing what's genuinely interesting to you, but at the mm-hmm. end of the day, it's like your customers are, are, are the ones, your audience are the ones that are genuinely interested in who you are and what you're doing. And mm-hmm. like your brand is just a, a reflection of, of yourself. And so when I think, when you're when you're sharing those types of things through your blog and on your Instagram page, I mean, like that, there can only be good that comes from that because it's abs like it's appealing to the very interests of your audience. So thank you. That's, Excuse me. Oh, sorry, you keep going. Yeah, yeah, no, no. So you go. I was gonna say that's like nice to hear because like that gives me confidence because I do um, have self doubt that stuff sometimes, and I think it comes back to feeling like. I think for me, it's been a struggle knowing who my unicorn customer is. So like, for those who don't know, it's like, you know, you should be able to like describe your customer as if it's one person, you know, what do they look like? Yeah. What are they interested in? Blah, blah, blah. So for me, that's been difficult to know. And I feel like sometimes I get scared of sharing that because I'm like, you know, if I have someone who only cares, is only here for upcycling, you know, they probably don't give a fuck about the journey and like, maybe I shouldn't be writing <laughs> about this, but it kind of goes back to what we we're talking about earlier, which is like, I try not to worry about that stuff. I just let it kind of come from the heart. And in that way, mm. it's just like, I can't change what's coming from the heart anyway. You know, I can filter it. I can refine it. But it's like, if I just follow that and stay on track with that, then like everything else will come is what it feels like. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. But um, no, no yeah, worries. I guess, I guess my advice to people who are trying to figure out their unicorn customer and shit is to just like, kind of just be yourself and you'll attract the people who are just like you and you can't change yeah. that anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. The most important thing to me about, um, you know, on that idea of the customer avatar or as you coin it, the u- unicorn customer, I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I think the most important thing is to me is, is like being really specific in, in who you're aiming for. 
And so the thing is, I mean, there's always going to be lots of different type of customers, but I think it really boils down to two different types of people. And it's like the one-time buyers and the loyal customers. And the yeah. one-time buyers are not going to care about Maddie's story and they're not going to yeah. care about <laughs> new sustainability. Maybe they do care about new sustainability, but chances are, I mean, they, you know, but the the loyal customers, they're the people they need, you know, they need a brand to attach to. Like they need mm. something that they can feel proud of. They're ready to buy the next thing. And that's like, I, I believe that, you know, we should always be targeting the loyal customer because yeah. the, 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 the one-time buyers, you know, they'll, they'll come and go. They'll always be there. But the loyal customer factors, they make up most of the revenue a lot of the time and, mm-hmm. and, and they are attracted by things like that. And they need a very, uh, I, I suppose, specific, um, messaging they need a very specific culture with the brand yeah. it needs to be we're, we're about sustainability and and finding your identity um mm-hmm. and and part of finding your identity is um you know in 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 how how we care about sustainability in the earth and um and and creativity and and expressing that through sustainability like uh, that's so that's so great because you know someone comes along and says like yeah i really care about this stuff that it's not even a matter of like I like the designs or not like, yeah, mm-hmm. like that's, that's first, but I mean, designs mm-hmm. are a given and that's, and that's only base level, you know, like the designs are base level. So someone comes along and sees that and they're like, yeah, like I want to, like, I, I care to spend money on this brand now and I'm, I'm willing to spend double the price I would somewhere else for the same thing because this yeah. brand is, yeah, that's the and importance of it. Sometimes you have loyal customers who don't buy anything, you know what I mean? Or haven't bought anything yet, but I have a few followers that have like, been following for years they're always sharing my shit they're always replying to me but they haven't bought anything yet but I still I appreciate them as the most loyal you know what I mean like so yeah. yeah 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 I think the thing is like the the one-time buyers are impulse a lot of the time they see a design mm-hmm. that's cool like that that design's cool I'll wear that they'll buy that but the 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 loyal customers they take a bit more time but that's okay. That's okay. Because I mean, that's, I mean, that's in its very essence, linking it back to the idea of value content, promotional and non-promotional content, you know, like promotional content only targets the one-time buyers. I like this design. Here's where you can get it. Here's how much it costs. Buy it now. True. Yeah. The, the, the content that is like speaking a message, you know, that like, that follows more of a, a, a like the classic funnel, you know, moving customers along, hooking them by by their beliefs, what they believe, and then you know, make getting them to make a, a minor commitment and watching a, a longer length thing, and they follow for a few months, and then so they you release something, and then that's when they're ready to buy. Yeah. And, but they already they follow, they know your message, they know who you are, they're ready. So and that's I have... that's. The... Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah, that's the value in that. So, <laughs> yeah. And it is true because I do have like a few people come to mind right now who just like they're the ones who've bought every every single collection that I've released and um, they've bought more than one sleeping bag jacket. And, and for them it is about like they like the brand. And I think I think my unicorn customer is like there's people who care about sustainability, but the, the most loyal ones are like I feel like my unicorn customer is just a fucking misfit. Like, and I feel like new clothing is just like a bunch of misfits. And it's just like, well, I am, you know what I mean? Like I always have been, I've never really fit in. Um, so it's like, 
it's just cool. That was not something I was expecting. I was just like, I'm going to start an Instagram and just post all this stuff. And then like, it'll sell whatever. But then this community gathered and all these people mm. are like, who vibe with what I'm putting out. And it's just like, what the hell I was not expecting that. And to see who the people who like vibe and how they like, like me in some ways and like how we're all just like, yeah, like a bunch of misfits. I'm just like, I love that so much. Like, and so like, I think that's another thing. If you're starting up as a brand and you don't know who your unicorn customer is, that's okay. Like it's taken me probably at least a year to collect that data because you don't have any data yet. You know what I mean? Just kind of put yourself yeah. out there and then the data will come to you. So yeah. That's so true. That's a part of being adaptable and, and being liquid in, in decision-making. It's mm-hmm. being able to to move quickly and 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 make changes that and, and being able to see growth and this can be better. That's mm-hmm. that's it. That's exactly it right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's taken some time for you to get here, but that's okay. Yeah. Because I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's the learning. That's the learning. That's the journey. That's, that's you def- part of your whole message yeah, in true. Journey, finding yeah. yourself. Hey. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, for sure. I think yeah. as well, like if you're going to do this, like being in it for the long haul, that was a big learning curve for me. Things got a lot easier and I got a lot happier once I accepted it was probably going to take me five years to get to where I want to go instead of two. And that's all right. You got to, you kind of got to yeah. love it to be able to yeah, keep at it. Heck yeah. And the, I think you can only love it if you're fully expressing yourself through it. Like yeah. that's the only way in which you can love something. And if it's just a if it's just a money thing, well, mm-hmm. heck, like it, it it's counterintuitive. If it's if it's a money thing, you're not gonna get the money. It's mm-hmm. not gonna, yeah, because then because it, then your whole mindset is then, you know, let's sell sell sell, but many people don't like the sell 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 you know they want Mm -hmm. something more they want to like what's in it for me what does it mean for me to wear this you know this garment you know but when that meaning is attached to it when the mindset of the brand owner is more than that when it's something that they love that's expressed through the brand and openly expressed that's when um that's when the growth that's where the growth is also like that motivation if you're just doing it for the money it's not sustainable like you can't keep doing it like that like you have to love it to be able to have like the fuel to keep going because like content creation that's a part-time job it's a lot of work but like I'm lucky that like I love taking photos and like I love you know I'm really lucky that like the product that I make is very visual so it's easy for me to take videos of it so um, like yeah. I'm lucky that I love making content anyway but if you don't love it it's going to be really hard like and if you don't if it's not coming from the heart yeah I don't think it's sustainable hey Elijah here I'm really interrupting the show to tell you about my mailing list every day I send free 60 second read emails used by streetwear brands internationally to sell more garments to join, visit winkfilms.com slash resources. And don't worry, I don't ask for more information than I need. Simply enter your business email and you're in. Okay, okay, I'm done. Back to the show. You mentioned something a bit earlier now um, about how you create all your content is promotional in some way some is explicitly and some is disguised mm-hmm. now like when i when i speak about non-promotional content i'm implying this it's disguised content you know mm-hmm. but can you maybe break down a bit about your process and your um 
mindset towards disguising uh, non-promotional content or disguising promotional content as uh, as non-promotional? It, um, it's not like I'm kind of sitting there trying to be like, oh, how can I kind of hoodwink people into, you know, being attached to this? <laughs> it's, it's more just like I just try to make the content um, interesting or engaging or just like funny yeah. so that it's not so just in your face to me so for me like with my campaign photos I'll try to do something interesting you know um you know we like oh, oh we, and it's, it'll be anything and this is the thing you can do it for free you can do it cheap like I met someone on Instagram who had like these like really cool cars and I was like can we do a shoot with your cars no problem so like we got these photos that were like fun and funny you know with these cars and um even other stuff like what have we done like um I don't know if you know Geelong but yeah like, in Melbourne yeah, we're oh, down, well, down it's not about an Melbourne, hour. Like Victoria, yeah. Yeah, we're about an hour out of Melbourne, but like, yeah, pretty much everyone always associates us with Melbourne. But we have the big tower in the bay, and it was just like, okay, like I'm just gonna roll blade off this in the nighttime, like into the water, and just like we'll just yeah. shoot stuff like that. So it's like, and we're wearing the rug right collection, like my clothes the whole time. So it's like mm-hmm. that's how I kind of mean. It's kind of like you're watching the video because it's funny, but like it's, the whole time it's advertising for new, and we're wearing new clothing, so. Um, I think it disguising really just comes back to making it something that your clothes almost come second. You know what I mean? That's so true. Yeah. And what you're giving first has to, yeah, be good. Yeah. Can you expand on that? Your clothes come second. Yeah. I think um, I'm only kind of realizing this now talking to you, but I suppose just like make the content and what the, I guess the um, center of the content, like say if it's the photo shoot, the cars, you know, or like, you know, the rollerblading into the water, that's number one. Um, make the content and make sure that number one thing is engaging and, and has is cool or like visual or funny or something that like people want to see. And then, yeah, I guess like have always always have product placement, always make sure your clothes are associated with that thing, even yeah. if it's just like the way you're posing or just like whatever. Um, yeah, so... And I think those ideas for what can come first, it can be literally anything, like um, just anything that you do, anything that you think is funny, associate that with your brand. Anything that you think is cool and that you can, like, you know, collab with, like associate that with your brand. You know, like we've done things like me and my best friend, we ride around on scooters and we think they're like the funniest and like the best thing ever. And so we've associated that with our brand so much where we, we do these videos where we're just like scooting around in new clothes all the time. We put new stickers everywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the content is us scooting, being funny and putting stickers around, but really we're like advertising and like, um, yeah, that culture again. So. Yeah. yeah. But that, that fit, fits in perfectly with this group of misfits that you're trying to appeal to. Like you're just messing around being silly. Heck, that's fun. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, but but it like it, you know it takes someone with guts. Maybe it takes a misfit to be able to have that fun and enjoy that kind of thing. So, I mean, that's exactly it. You're still I, appealing to an audience. I think being a misfit is being like you're not too cool to have fun or just like be stupid. Yeah. you know what I mean. And I think that's why people loved Harry Potter so much because like all of the Harry Potter <laughs> characters are a bunch of misfits. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's an an interesting way you you put it like just all the content just being product placement i mean mm-hmm. you know in films you know like their whole thing is this is a film we're making a story right but then brands will come in like you know you have a, a series like stranger things and a brand like pizza hut will do a product placement 
And the whole thing is that, you know, the kids order pizza and then Pizza Hut comes to the door. But it, the, like the story still carries on. And that's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's big bucks. That's big yeah. bucks for, for Pizza Hut. And that's such an interesting way. I've never thought about it like that. So thank you for putting it like that, Maddie. That's, but well, that's, I, that's, I, exactly. I haven't either. So you're helping me realize it too. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think we're helping each other realize different ways to, to put this idea at the same time. So product placement. Yeah, absolutely. The content, the story, the messaging first, the product, the garment is second. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is something yeah. I think that um, Nike does really well. So, I mean, we all know Nike, but for anyone that follows them on Instagram, look, I'll, look, I'll talk about Nike skateboarding because that's their kind of sub uh, uh, sub brand that's um, maybe a bit more to do with streetwear. But with Nike skateboarding, like the entire Instagram page is, is they, they – their whole thing is just sharing stories, sharing inspiration. And um, oh, I'll have to, I'll have to find out what the, um, their, their uh, mission statement is, but like you see it reflected through everything they do. And so, so you go onto their Instagram and you, you watch some of the videos and it's people sharing, like, it's, there's, there's not even any, like there's literally no product <laughs> videos on there. Like it, it's, yeah, it's all yeah. about, it's all about these, <clears throat> the culture. S- yeah, these skateboarders sharing stories about how they were, um, you know, immigrants from this country and, and what really brought them into the community was the, the people that they met and the friendships that they built in this community of skaters at the local skate park. And they're wearing the, the you know, Nike shoes and Nike clothes and, and whatever, but I've got it here. Bring inspiration and innovation to every athlete in the world right you've got yeah yeah that's right that's right you you've got inspiration that's the story right Mm -hmm. this is this is live turning a mission statement into content right now your Mm -hmm. inspiration that's that's the story and then we've got innovation that's the product you know that's the product to Mm -hmm. every athlete asterisk in the world so the world aspect is the the you know we're in this country and we're in this country and this is you know, this is the community of different cultures that we're bringing together and, and, uh, to every athlete with the asterisks, you know, if you move or if you, if you consider yourself an athlete, you're an athlete, you know, and that, there you go. There's a story. There's a story. We've got inspiration. Here's, um, here's (laughs) Jane and she (laughs) loves to, to play basketball, but she's always been told her whole life that she can't because she's, in a wheelchair but she's an athlete like that's there you go there you go like that's that's their whole that's their whole deal apparently your mission statement should have like what you're selling who you're selling to and what they receive and so when you think of it like that like I've written my mission statement over and over and over again but like actually there's I got this from a book um I reckon you would really like this if you haven't read it it's called content ink if you've heard of it say say again content it's called ink like inc yeah okay and like it's kind of it's a different theory and I I really subscribe to it to like content um and like brands and like like the normal the normal way of building a brand is like first you have your um your product and then you Mm -hmm. try to find your audience to sell that product to and then you build your content to cater to that audience but the content ink is basically saying like 
spend like two years, like it's an investment, spend like two years creating your content. And then once you've built your content, your audience will come and then you figure out what they need and then you like skewer your product to sell to them. So it's an interesting approach kind of, I reckon you'll like this book, yeah. but I listened to it on Audible, but it's kind of, and, and I've realized that like I've un, unconsciously kind of done that. Like, um, yeah. like first I obviously started my product and it didn't really sell that well, but then now I feel like <clears throat> through, through my content, my content being the most important thing, you know, now I'm finding out what people want, which is the sleeping bag jackets and stuff, which is what I'm going to steer away from tracks. We can go into that. So yeah, it's cool. Um, yeah. And they go into mission statement. I found that really interesting because I didn't know about that before. So yeah yeah that's that's really interesting i'll have to have a, a check that book out and maybe have a read but two years that's that's a long time but i suppose that's that's what it takes that's what it means to be in it for the long run mm -hmm. and yeah. i guess that comes back to like if you really love it and it's coming from the heart like that content will kind of create itself anyway and um yeah but they but what he proposes in his book is that like you'll find way more success after that and um yeah it's meant to just be a better model in general i don't know but we'll see yeah no i i think so i think so i mean for me like i mean this is my whole angle on the on the streetwear industry of course it's just like content creation but i mean yeah for me i think it is just so important to be yeah. well versed about it because it's everything because we've moved from you know like I'm going to set up shop. I'm a, I'm a clothing brand. I'm going to set up shop on this street, you know, and I'm going to pay my rent and people are going to come into my store. It's not like that anymore, yeah. you know, unless you've got a mega principle, but anyway, you know, people are killing it on social media and, mm -hmm. and, but at the same time, many aren't. And I mean that, yeah, to me, it's, it's something that's, um, you, you like, you don't need to have skill. You just need to, be thinking in the right mindset mm -hmm. um yeah so, so i mean content creation is literally the center of everything it's the driving force the the head of every brand uh, what i believe yeah i totally agree because like on shopify i use shopify for my website they yep. say that 85 percent of my customers come through instagram yeah so like, there you go Insta instagram like social media is your storefront and like yeah like your content you can either have like shitty ev game sales sites or you can have like i don't know yeah some da vinci work you know what's that no what's that <laughs> yeah yeah shitty eb games sales signs or you can have a, a nike top class instagram page yeah painted uh, by look, pablo yeah <laughs> Yeah. Oh my goodness. But but like I mean for me it's like it's just so obvious. It, like this works. I think mm -hmm. Nike is like the eighth or ninth most followed page on Instagram. Right. Okay, huge. Like there it is, right there. Yeah. And and yes, it is also the the biggest clothing brand in the world. Actually double the size of the second biggest. Right. <laughs> Funny yeah. enough. That's but huge. um yeah. But like, there's there's a reason for that. There's brands that came before Nike. Mm -hmm. There's brands mm -hmm. that they that are selling more than Nike. Even they're selling more items a year. But heck, why is Nike still on top? You know, in all their areas. I mean, they're appealing to athletes, and they're you know they've got their streetwear thing going. But I I seriously believe it is because of the 
the mission statement and how they've turned that into content and the value they've put on creating that non-promotional content or as as you know we've put it today disguised promotional content not at least not blatantly promotional I think that's the thing that yes yeah you go I was going to say, I think what you've said about like how they introduce the community members and they focus on videos on the people, I think that's really a strong suit because, you know, if you go back to from like philosophies and shit that I've read into, all that people want are like main three, three main things. They want to feel like they belonged. They want to feel like they're loved. Yeah. And they want to feel like they have purpose. And I think that the community one, like feeling like you belong, I think that's something that like Nike really understands in terms of like how they you know, introduce the community members. And it's something that like, like I kind of tried to do this a little bit with like, um, like I've started photographing, I've started bringing in some of my customers, some of my most loyal customers into my photo shoots because yeah. I because I feel like I'm the center of like new and I see all these people around who like vibe with it, but they don't know each other. And so it's like, I want to make them everyone, I want everyone to be involved in the community and know each other. So then that was like, that was a really um, I was really like proud of that idea. I thought that was a really good step forward. But then it, it still hasn't been really, um, what's the word, translating. Like the community aspect, I still okay. don't feel like it's getting out there. But what you, And I was even doing um, customer profiles where I was interviewing these people and when I would post a photo, I would like post their answers like, hello, it's like that Prince here, for example. Then he like, but then the thing is, it would only get like 10 likes and it's because like people don't care about photos and reading captions. They just don't. So what you told me was like, you should be like filming like videos of these people and I'm like that I think that's definitely the way forward like the way you said that yeah. Nike's doing that I'm like okay that's that that is the next step for sure because I think it comes back to yeah that community and that feeling of belonging and you know that's what people get when they go to Nike like skateboard or whatever they resonate with these people or they're for know, inspired sure. by them so yeah yeah that's a, that's a really practical thing as well like, you know, brands that are starting up that don't have the money, you know, they say, well, I don't have the money to hire models or, or hire out a studio. Like, you're better off using your customers and just sharing that story anyway. You know, get mm-hmm. them, you know, ask them, you know, can we sh- can we share your story about this? Mm-hmm. I think you're the uni- unicorn customer for this brand, something mm-hmm. that people can resonate with. Where I'll, you know, have this T-shirt and you can walk away with it. You know, we'll let you have it there you go and that's like that's yeah. uh, a, I think a really practical way of creating content yeah and yeah. you can even ask them to film the video themselves from home oh you know? heck yeah heck like yeah. people love and I love that when people create their own content with my clothes like they post it and they tag me and I'm just like thank you like yeah it comes back to that community then I can reshare that and then like people can see the community but um you're so right though like you don't have it doesn't have to cost money to do all this like I've done all oh, this no. with not not much money like at all like it's all just you know I got lucky because my aunt is a photographer and she did my studio shoots but you could just yeah. do that on like a white background and use Canva to delete your background you know what I mean people are forgiving it's okay just um yeah absolutely yeah if if anything a promotional shoot like something that's a purely promotional shoot costs more and has less returns so yeah I mean yeah. in my experience you know with with yeah so I mean it's a no-brainer it's a no-brainer yeah I, I think gonna, you should uh, like oh sorry what are you gonna say yeah yeah you go you go please I was, I was gonna say I think it's good to start with no money because you learn to be innovative and resourceful and like mm. you know and if I look back now like like when I first started I was like I wish I had all this money so I could buy like 
you know, I wanted to make way more pieces in my first collection and that collection didn't sell that well. So it's like, thank God, because if I had the money at the start, yeah. I would have invested it in the wrong in wrong areas. So it's probably a good thing that you start off with like no money, like to anyone out there who's starting with no money, like, yeah, because um, you, you'd probably invest it badly. <laughs> like, Yeah, that's true. Know, maybe that's just me. <laughs> oh, no, me too. Me too. I think all of us in our own different ways. In my own business, I mean, I, I started with, you know, making videos with, um, you know, just like my mum's iPad back in the day, making little short films with um, my neighborhood friends. But, you know, if I had bought a, a camera back then, I probably would have bought the wrong thing. <laughs> you know, So, I mean, yeah, there needs to be time to learn as well in that. But that's the whole thing. Being fluid, hey? Yeah, Always learning it. and adapting. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think I think we've had a really good conversation. Is there anything we've uh we've missed, haven't covered, or anything you'd uh, like to not that I can think of. I think um I think yeah, we've covered a lot of stuff. I feel like I've learned a lot from this conversation. Um I just want to say so that I, th- I think like what you're doing is really impressive and like the amount of knowledge that you have at your age is really something to be proud of because like it's taken me a lot of like like years to figure this stuff out and you've got it so like you, you, you i can just say you've got the mind for it so um yeah you should be really proud of yourself because you're doing really good but um uh, thank, thank you, you so Maddie. much i appreciate that yeah thank you for having me on or even like seeing something in me to want to have me on that means a lot to me so yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely is is there any um final silver bullets you have to share with listeners fellow clothing brand owners um just follow your heart. I mean, it seems cliche, but like a cliche becomes wisdom of experience. Like your heart will guide you. Mm. Your fears will tell you, you know, why you have to go this way, um, why you can't let go of certain things. Just just trust. Just follow your heart and trust. Give yourself some time. Um, yeah, figure out what you need to be happy so you can walk the path instead of feeling like I'm going to do all this work, give it 150% because then when I make it, then I can relax don't I, my advice is not to work like that figure out how you can like be happy now and walk this journey as if it's going to be a marathon and what you need to be happy now and then like you'll be sweet and just don't yeah. give up you, you're going to hit walls you're going to hit walls and you're going to feel like you don't know where you're going just kind of you know keep keep trying and you'll figure it out yeah and keep trying new things keep yeah, trying true. new things that's yeah. so important hit hit a wall but yeah be okay with that experiment and try new things and get it wrong except that you are going to hit walls and you're going to make bad investments yeah. and you're going to fuck up you know except that yeah. so when it happens you're not so hard on yourself you're just like oh okay that was a setback but cool now we know it's not that way today that's advice that i'm going to take i've uh you know i'm on a little journey of myself of experimenting with um my own content creation how to present these ideas in an engaging way in um in all the different ways but experimentation hitting walls i'm gonna take that on today yeah it's been a massive massive thing for me because i used to beat myself up real hard and now it's just fun don't don't lose the fun you know so yeah yeah we can laugh through it that's it yeah. yeah yeah well this has been such a valuable conversation for me um and seriously for me this has been so great today you've really helped me to think about um a few of these concepts in 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 a new and different way and and I hope uh and I know that the list my listeners today have also got something out of this so thank you very much 
Maddie, for um, for joining me today on this conversation. Thanks for having me. I don't know many people to talk to you about this stuff, so it was really good to connect. Yeah. And 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 I think for sure in the future that like there's got to be another conversation. Like let's for sure. let's talk let's talk in a little bit. You know when we when Muse like a big big name up there with <laughs> yeah. Nike. You know just about to overtake Nike and followers, and we'll talk again. But before okay. then, <laughs> I'll never I'll never forget where I come from. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So just for for listeners that would like to um. Uh, maybe purchase a garment from you or learn more about you maybe read your blog where can they find out a bit more about Mew so um, Mew Clothing is my website so m-e-w mewclothing.com and my Instagram is mewclothing with an underscore at the end yeah Yeah. great great and I I really encourage um, listeners to go check it out there's some great stuff um, on there and including um the the amazing upcycled jackets as we mentioned and among many other really creative and and um, unique things on there so thank you for sharing today and being so vulnerable and, and speaking with me thanks for having me appreciate it hey you made it thank you for tuning into this episode of street cred i hope you found it as valuable as i did so where to from here On my Instagram profile, I post daily streetwear fashion business tips. You can follow my page at Elijah Delport. For those who want that little bit extra, I invite you to join my mailing list. Every day, I send free 60-second read emails used by streetwear brands internationally to sell more garments. For any videography or content strategy needs, you can inquire at winkfilms.com. We provide services specifically within the streetwear fashion industry. All links mentioned in today's episode will be listed in the show notes below. Okay, thank you for joining me today. And until next week, bye now.